The Winnipeg Jets are on their way to Vegas, and you know what that means. It's going to be a tough game, an absolute dogfight, and the Jets may not come away with a point. But we'll dive into how the Jets can dismantle a tough Knights team in just a little bit. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But more than anything, we just love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Now, like I said, Winnipeg is about to hit the road. And obviously, after a tough loss in overtime to the New York Rangers, the Jets would probably like to start off another winning streak. But Unfortunately, the team that they're going to have to try and get that streak started with is uh, one of the toughest teams in the league. That is the Vegas Golden Knights. And Winnipeg doesn't exactly have the strongest history against Vegas. Uh, The Knights have kind of had our number over the years. And when Winnipeg has managed to claw back a game or two and perhaps even win in, you know, good fashion, the next several games were unfortunately bitter pills. Now, the Jets have already faced Vegas earlier this year, and actually, you know what? The the scoreline maybe looked a little rough and, and, and not exactly favorable for the Jets, but there were legit moments where Winnipeg really dominated, dominated play and actually pushed the pace against the Knights. The, the perhaps not-so-fun part about that was that Vegas at that time, I think, had a couple of starting D who were missing, so... Obviously, the team has gotten a bit healthier, and you would expect, um, you know, better as a result. In terms of the lineup the Jets will be facing, it's not really that different from what they faced uh, a couple of weeks ago. But your your first line is Barbashev, Eichel, and Marchessault. Then it's Cotter, Stevenson, and Stone. Then you've got Dorofiev, uh, Carlson, and Amadio. And finally, on your fourth line, Carrier, Howden, and Colazar. On defense, Vegas is likely to ice Martinez and Petrangelo, then McNabb and Theodore, and finally, Hag and Korchak. You look at this team, um, and there's really just not a lot of weak links. In fact, you could argue that really, with the way that Vegas plays, they just don't have any real weak links. Um, this is a team that's pretty much deep from top to bottom, and now that the, that the defense is uh, healthy again, this is going to be a really, really tough test. It's also in Vegas, which is especially difficult. The Knights on home ice are extremely tough to crack, and it seems like Bruce Cassidy, once again, has this team clip, uh, clicking along in you know, sort of champion caliber form. So um, whatever sort of cup hangover that you would normally expect with a team of this quality, 
it's just not following the Knights. Vegas is still doing what it does, you know, really well. It's a very deep team. The goaltending has been doing well enough to get the team by. And uh, Vegas has lots of nightmare matchups that I think the Jets are going to have their hands full with. And now with the defense, you know, still mobile and, and now a lot healthier and missing, you know, fewer starters, it's going to be a really, really tough test. I think the Jets are going to have to figure out a way to really uh, shut down Vegas's transition game, which is a lot easier said than done. Winnipeg at times has been good at, you know, making zone entry denials a specialty this year, but to have to do that against Vegas on a consistent basis and disrupt their flow of the game, it's a tough and tall ask. Winnipeg was able to do it for like a period and a half in their last game against the Knights where, you know, Vegas got hemmed in for extremely long stretches of the game. Unfortunately, though, the Jets struggle to actually punish the Knights for those mistakes. And so all of that effort kind of went for naught. Not that I would say it was meaningless and useless, but in terms of the, the context of that game, obviously the Jets did not come away with the victory. So this game, it'd be nice if Winnipeg could repeat at least part of that, especially the bits where they hemmed in Vegas for long stretches and forced them into mistakes. I think the Jets are going to have to be more, uh, I would say, you know, advantage or they, they need to take more advantage of the opportunities that are going to avail themselves in this game. They have to be more opportunistic. And I think that's going to be a, a tough thing, right? Vegas just does not traditionally give you that much. And even when they do, Aiden Hill has seemingly done a reasonable enough job backstopping, you know, this team to um, some, some really quality wins. They don't lose very much at all this year. It is extremely tough to, uh, force them into situations where they're behind. And so Winnipeg is going to have to be really careful. And especially when it comes to penalty taking, that's been a problem for the Jets this year. And the PK has really, really cratered. Uh, the PK percentage is almost at the bottom of the NHL, which really sucks because I actually thought last year's PK was pretty decent, but maybe the Jets can rally this year. Uh, perhaps there's a chance that you know, after a bit of a rough start last, uh, you know, last year where they kind of started making some adjustments and really, you know, polished up, maybe that'll happen again this year. I don't know for certain, but what I do hope is that the Jets uh, fix the PK sooner rather than later, because it has to be something that Winnipeg can really lean on, especially since they have a habit of taking a lot of penalties. It'd also be nice if the power play adjustments that they make, especially the increase in ice time for Cole Perfetti on the first unit, actually pays off. Um, obviously, you know, the, the, the power play has been a little bit static and a little bit predictable. A couple of adjustments, though, and I think this, this team could be right back on track with their special teams. So, a lot of questions for the Jets to answer, and not all of them are going to be answered against Vegas. But if the Jets can come away with a big road victory, I think it'd do a lot for the team's morale. Not 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 that it's bad right now, but I think, you know, this is a Jets team that's kind of, I would say, found it very difficult to actually beat Vegas. And anytime you win is kind of a moment to savor. So I think for the Jets, it'd be nice to kind of... Uh, take down this night's team, win in impressive fashion and start another win streak. Cause like, you know, the streak before um, the last couple of defeats was looking to be pretty good. And even with the two overtime losses and stuff, the jets still got quite a few points 
out of like a possible 10, right? Like eight out of 10 points is pretty reasonable. So the Jets, big opportunity, but lots of work to do. Now, Winnipeg is not the only team that's perhaps fighting uphill in the standings. We have uh, quite a few teams out there who have had a rough start to the season. Some have had a very different uh, start where they're absolutely tearing it up. And we'll take a look at which teams are doing well this year and which teams have kind of stumbled out of the gates. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on tons of job listings, and they want to help you find top talent fast. And they also have special tools like Indeed's Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews all designed to get you the highest quality candidates as quickly as possible. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. As somebody who has actually used Indeed as you know somebody looking for a job, I can attest to how easy it is to navigate their website and how great it is to come across different listings that really match what I was interested in and wanting to do, and Indeed makes it easy to apply. So Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. They know that you know time is money and they don't want to waste yours. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you for rejoining us as we talk about uh, your results around the league and who's really come out of the gate swinging and which teams have kind of been disappointing. We'll start off with the East. Uh, this has been a very volatile conference. With the Atlantic Division, I don't really know what to think of the early start so far. Uh, obviously, we haven't even reached 10 games for most of these teams, so don't read too much into the early results. But look at the top of the standings and tell me if you expected to see Boston, Detroit, and Montreal in first, second, and third. I'll wait. <laughs> Let's be honest, almost none of you did, right? I don't think anyone expected Montreal to even be sniffing, you know, a decent seeding this year. I think most people expected the Habs to uh, probably be more towards the bottom of the Atlantic. But Detroit right there with them, um, one of the surprise teams so far. And with the Red Wings, it's interesting because it doesn't feel like an illusory thing entirely. Obviously, their shooting percentage as a team, it's it's a little high, and I think they are riding some decent puck luck right now, but there's like legitimate skill and talent here that I think Iserman has managed to cultivate. But I also look at this team, and I see at some point that based on who is on this roster and what we know about their histories, this is going to at some point slow down, and it's probably going to be a little bit more of a lackluster run of form for much of the year. But maybe Detroit really surprises people and somehow maintains their current pace. I doubt it, but you never know. Further down, you've got Tampa Bay, Toronto, Buffalo, then Florida, and finally Ottawa. 
Now, I guess out of all of these, the most eye-opening uh, is maybe Florida and Ottawa, right? Those two teams, I don't think people really expected to be this far down early on. And again, look, it's only a few difference of a, a difference of a couple of points in the standings, but I think it speaks to how tight it is going to be throughout this entire season and how rough it's been for Ottawa in particular. The Sens are just struggling right now. It seems like they have a couple of games where they play brilliantly, and then you know the next game they concede like six goals, and it feels like they've wiped out their progress. With the Panthers, I think you know this team being kind of mediocre now is going to start settling in. I think this team without Ekblad and without some of the talent that they had last year is going to be a lot more average, and I don't know that Maurice is going to be able to get it across the line when you've got Bobrovsky in that who, sure, was a big reason that they got as far as they did last year, but is probably not going to have the same level of performance this season. So tough questions, I think, for the Panthers. For the Sens, they're probably about to fire Pierre Dorian and appoint Pete Chiarelli, so that's going to be really entertaining. They also just got docked their first-round pick after trading uh, Evgeny Dodonov last year, even though he had a no-trade clause. So it's been just a complete nightmare. Um, it feels like every few years the Sens have like a one- or two-week stretch where they have like 10 different scandals all hitting at the same time, and it just is like when it rains, it pours in Ottawa for one reason or another. As far as the other teams are concerned, I, I expect Toronto will probably have a stronger return to form here pretty soon. They've been okay, I would say. Uh, not bad. You know, 5-3-1 is pretty respectable. But I do think, you know, Toronto has real big expectations of clawing their way further up the standings and finishing in the top three like they usually do, which is probably going to happen. Tampa Bay, perhaps not so much. They're probably slowing down a bit, and we might be seeing um, an end to their era of dominance, but I think that's still a team that people shouldn't sleep on. You know, they might not be as strong as they used to be, but not a team that I would necessarily uh, sleep on. In the Metro, you've got the Rangers, Hurricanes, Devils, and then the Islanders, followed by the Caps, Flyers, Blue Jackets, and Penguins. Pittsburgh being 3-6 and six to start the season, I didn't really have on my bingo card. They are seemingly running out of all of the magic that used to power them under Sullivan, and I don't know that Sullivan has been able to really adapt and adjust with the changing of his roster in the same way that he used to be. So there could be some staffing changes here pretty soon with the Penguins. Wouldn't surprise me if they make that you know switch sooner rather than later just because um, the vibes ain't great with the team. The Rangers doing as well as they have is very interesting. Uh, I wasn't sure that... You know, LaViolette would be the best choice for this team, but so far, so good. They look like they've, uh, you know, got a pretty great combination of a strong goaltender and really good finishing. Uh, they are, are a really tough team to beat, and now they're on a five-game win streak. So, unfortunately, you know, while Winnipeg did um, fall in overtime, you can tell that the Jets still played a pretty solid opponent and held their own against a team that, honestly, is deeper than Winnipeg is. So nothing to be ashamed of, but hopefully the Jets can reach that level at some point this season. Carolina is all over the place. No clue what's going on with them. Uh, they have been just a very chaotic team. Some games they are, you know, a strong opponent that really shows you why their forechecking and skill was so feared in previous years. And other games, they just haven't really been consistent. So 
it's tough to know what is going on with them, whether all of their regular season success is finally starting to take its toll and and maybe they just aren't going to be as good as they used to be. But I do expect them to still make the playoffs and be a tough, tough out. Out in the West, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep this one a little bit brief because we see these teams all the time, but the Central is shaping up to be a fun race. Colorado, Dallas, and Winnipeg anchor the top three spots, and then you've got Arizona, Nashville, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Chicago rounding out the uh, lower seeds. This is about what I think most of, it, most of us expected, although I will say I thought Minnesota would probably have a better start than they have so far, but... For the Jets to be, you know, in third place after a one and three start is nice. I think the Jets are going to have a much better run of form over the next few months. And so long as this team continues to play the way that it's played so far, I am expecting a pretty good uh, run towards the playoffs. The Pacific is where all the chaos is. You've got like Vegas and then everyone else. And it's just I mean, it's a total complete mess. Um, you've got some of the worst teams in the league in Calgary and San Jose. You've got the Oilers who are, I don't even know what's going on, on with them. Like they just, uh, the goaltending and everything just seems to be going poorly for the Oilers. The Kraken have regressed. Uh, you know, it's not a good sign when Anaheim, which was produ- you know predicted to be one of the worst teams in the league is in fourth place in the Pacific. So, uh, yeah. I guess the big surprise here is Vancouver doing as well as it has. I don't think anyone really expected them to uh, rebound this quickly, but again, it is still early in the season. Their 6-2 and 1 record is, you know, nice right now, but I expect that that will probably level off at some point as the shooting percentages maybe take a bit of a decline and the pucks stop flying as as frequently. But maybe they surprise me. Maybe this team is for real. All I know is that Vegas is definitely the cream of the crop, and the Jets are going to have to figure out how to beat a team that only has one overtime loss and no regulation losses on the road tomorrow. So, ay ay ay, what a uh, what a weird season it's been so far. But only ten games in, still plenty of the year to go for a lot of these teams. All I'm banking on is for the Jets to make the playoffs. But let me know what you think of the standing so far. Which teams have really stood out to you? Who has been the biggest disappointment and who has been the biggest surprise? Drop your thoughts in the comments below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on X slash Twitter. Now, of course, the Jets have their own challenges coming up and a chance to put some of their Central Division rivals behind them in the rearview mirror, especially teams like Dallas and Nashville. We'll talk about what Winnipeg's schedule looks like over the next few weeks in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Maybe Mark Shifley scores 50 goals. Maybe Winnipeg even hoists the Stanley Cup. You could win by playing uh, daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network and also just the best daily fantasy sports app we can recommend. It's our number one choice for all uh, daily fantasy sports, but especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. This is a great chance for all of you stats nerds who love tracking all of the top players and stuff. If you are somebody who uh, gets really into the number of shots McDavid takes, or maybe the plus minus on a guy like Crosby or McKinnon, this is your time to really shine. 
All you have to do to win is pick whether, you know, top players uh, record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, and so much more. And you can win. And to win 100 times your money, be sure to get uh, eight of these player stats correct and you will win big. You heard me, Jets fans. That's 100 times your cash by picking eight winning stats categories. All you have to do is start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big with Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your very first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's promo code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets as we close out with some quick thoughts on the week ahead for the Jets which should be a pretty good one. Uh, Winnipeg, over the next week or two, has some really good opponents and some teams that I think will be good barometers for how Winnipeg's rest of their season is going to go. We have like a primarily Western Conference swing uh, until November 11th, which means the Jets can honestly put some distance between them and the bottom half of the Central in particular. But first, of course, Winnipeg faces Vegas. Going to be a tough game, one that I think should be fun, at least, and one that I'm hoping that uh, Winnipeg really shows up for because it would be nice if the Jets can at least claw back one of these games, right? I hate Vegas, uh, not for any particular reason other than all of the bitter memories that they've left us with. But, you know, it is what it is. This team uh, came through some really rough, rough circumstances when they first joined the league. And, you know, the, the the community has really rallied around it. So I can't really be that upset by it. That said, I still hate the Vegas Golden Knights. And it'd be nice if the Jets can open a new winning streak, starting off by beating this team and giving them either their first regulation loss or another overtime loss. Then things get a little bit easier, I guess you could say. Winnipeg will take on uh, the Coyotes over the weekend on the road. And then um, they have a couple of days off before they face St. Louis on the road on Tuesday. Winnipeg's schedule this year, uh, I don't know if it's just me or it just feels like it's a little bit spaced out. Uh, there's a lot of breaks in between, which I feel it's it's not the worst necessarily, but I do kind of feel like there's been a number of days off in between where it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm a little starved for some Jets hockey. It'd be nice if it didn't feel like we have a game and then it's like three days of nothing. So um I don't know if that's the the feeling y'all get. Be sure to let me know. I don't know if it's just me or my imagination, but obviously uh, the the Yotes and the Blues are much easier opponents than Vegas, but still games that the Jets need to take seriously. Uh, you know, Arizona has a chance to really annoy you, and the Blues we saw in the last game made things interesting when the Jets kind of let their you know their guard down and, and took their foot off the gas. So. Can't sleep and rest with uh, opponents like that. Then to round out the end of the week, Winnipeg is going to go back home, and then they face Nashville and Dallas. Now, these two teams, um, the Preds, not so great. The Stars, pretty darn great. And I think Dallas is going to be one of the strongest opponents that the Jets have faced this year. Uh, the Stars are super legit. I mean, they've got great goaltending, a strong defense, and a nice forward core. So, Again, another sort of barometer game um, with the Preds. I think Nashville is a team the Jets very much should beat. I have said that before, and that's kind of bit me, but I feel like this Preds team is kind of average, um, and I think that that sort of reflects itself 
where they're sitting in the standings, which is, you know, uh, only a couple of points behind the Jets, but with a record that's pretty spotty so far, I think the Jets should very much be able to take care of business. I think if you look at the week ahead and and who the Jets are facing, I would say I'm expecting like a 3-1-1 record. I think that would be um, reasonable, maybe maybe a little bit too much, would you say? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking 3-1-1. I'll say the loss is probably Vegas. Uh, overtime loss, I'm going to say that's going to be Na- or, uh, Dallas, and the wins should be Arizona, St. Louis, and Nashville. But maybe Winnipeg uh, gives us perhaps not the most fun surprise. Give me your predictions for the next five games in the comments below. Maybe even some score lines that you're feeling good about. And uh, I will perhaps see who gets the closest in their predictions on a future episode. But for tonight's show, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. We'll have some thoughts tomorrow early on for how the Jets have done against Vegas and perhaps maybe some score updates if we get into it at the right time. But like I said, that is all the time that we have tonight. Thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.